first time in the back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you very much for coming back. Welcome to On the Town with Tanya. I'm your host. And yes, we are back. Yesterday was a special show. And today's another special show with a writer. Um, and so today's guest is a screenwriter, author, a content creator, and a poet. She's here today to share her new winter anthology book, Snowden. Please welcome Sai Marie Johnson. Hi. Thank you for joining us again. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm excellent. Excellent. Everything's good so far. Uh, so you're here to join us again on Snowed In. So yes. since we last saw you, yes, yeah. let me see. Let's see the cover. Fabulous. So I'm going to get the screen bigger, guys, so we can see a better version. Line it up here. The, the kind of the glare from my lamp is kind of. That's a nice. Up like book. a halo there. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and it's actually also, it's actually also a pretty thick collection it's not quite as big as dance with darkness was but uh -huh. it is actually from the same publisher okay that's the um hydra production yes okay a, a hydra production holiday collection right yes okay. it is um, all right it's a collection of there are 10 different authors and it is a collection of wintry um or holiday romances uh it's basically all based on the snowden theme um being stuck somewhere or or stranded during the holidays or yes. for whatever reason because of inclement weather and um you know kind of meet cutes or forced proximity types of romances mm -hmm. unexpected romances and things like that yeah well how did you now so did someone come up with this and you got on or you came up with this and got other people on okay so hydra has a Periodically throughout the year, she has a submission call for different anthologies that they have decided that they want to do. Um, and of course, the publisher determines what anthologies they think that they would like to do. And then she kind of just puts out a submission call. And so at the beginning of this year, she did that. And there were four different submissions calls. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was only going to be doing one. Um, and I wasn't sure about the other ones, uh, because I was, it would, it was my first anthology. So I didn't know if it was something I wanted to keep doing. I was going to test it out and see how it went. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, Dance with Darkness ended up debuting and kicking Neil Gaiman out of the top 25. So wow. when I seen that that happened, um, there are some other USA Today and New York Times bestselling authors attached to, uh, these collections. Mm -hmm. And so, they have already succeeded in getting those accolades. So I knew that that was going to help, you know, in some ways, um, bring more attention to these books mm -hmm. and help publicity. And that was the reason why I initially chose to do Dance with Darkness. Okay. So I wasn't originally going to do Snowden. And the mm -hmm. thing about it is, is it's interesting. Um, something happened and one of the authors that she thought she was going to have for sure, um, ended up being they weren't able to do it you know things came up and so she was like i still need one more story um any of you that were in this collection before are you interested and i was like you know let me see if i can develop something and so then i developed what became um and it's actually the second story in the book frosted dreams mm -hmm. there okay nice and, um I wrote and I developed all of it and then I wrote about half of it and I have my co-writer on it and that's A.L. Knuckles. Um, and she had been my personal assistant for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and she also worked with me in my, uh, on the aspect of what I do with ghostwriting and stuff like that too. Okay. Um, so she had a lot of writing tenure and I knew that she had a lot of experience, but she just hadn't been prepared with her own story um, or anything that she had worked on in a collaborative way other than ghostwriting that she could claim for herself. And right. so, you know, I've developed all this and I know you know how to work off of my development outlines. I know you know how to write. Right. You've done ghostwriting. But for this, what I would like to do is 
offer you the opportunity to be a co-writer and get you out as a debut author and, nice. and help you out here with, in that way. So she wrote the last half of it. Um, and basically it is a story. Um, Frosted Dreams is blurb in particular. Mm -hmm. It's It starts out, my, my catchphrase is, how could an ice storm be so warm? Mm -hmm. um, Isha Singh isn't the sort to waste his time and he's never met any obstacle he couldn't outwit. Never one to take no for an answer, Isha's faced prejudice, discrimination, and mountain lions, but the one thing he could have never foreseen was how helping a random stranger from freezing to death might rescue him too. Annabelle Beauregard isn't afraid of traveling alone, or at least that's what she's told herself. All she's ever wanted was to get away from her closed mind, small town politics, and move away for college. Like falling icicles, Anna's bravado is shadowed by her own ignorance and overlooking a crucial piece of travel gear. Calamity breaks loose, stranding Annabelle in the cold, dark Sandy Pass during a wintry alert with no cell service and a car quickly running out of gas. When the handsome stranger happens upon Annabelle's car, the potential for romance is the last thing on either of their minds. But just like unexpected storms, emotion creeps in when one least expects it. Hmm. Wow. So, um, and it can happen. A lot can happen in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so true. Um, and the other thing that I really like, I'm really happy. And one of my ARC readers, um, she emphasized a lot mm -hmm. was that this is a very diverse story because my male main character, I chose to develop using something that's incredibly popular in fiction right now. And that is the cinnamon roll MMC, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, you what can explain that, that to it is, but it's basically the general idea of a man who's very independent. They're kind of the Sigma males. They're not mm -hmm. alphas but they're not pushovers either. They're the manly man that every woman really wants, that they, they're protective of family. They're the one that's willing to be, you know, like the white knight in this case, but it's not the first thing that they go to. Like, they're not like the hero looking for the recognition of that. They're just, that's naturally who they are. It's an right. atypical character. Right. Um, so he, Isha's like that, but Isha's also an Indian American, as in his parents are in India immigrants and um, he's a first generation American. And he's also very Americanized in the fact that his family wanted him to become like a doctor and things like that. And he decides to go, you know, work for like the mountain department and like he's way out in the rugged woods and a place that is predominantly, you know, Caucasian people. That's where it's not a lot of different races of people, but they're trying to open that. And he's one of the people that like, he really loves the outdoors and he wants to be out there and in the, he's not afraid of mountain lions, things like that. Um, so I, I developed this character where I really wanted him to have, to be very faceted. And I, I wanted him to, to represent all of these things and, and be very, you know, different than the usually seen character tropes that are found in this type of story. Mm -hmm. So I, I did that. And then the female main character is actually biracial Japanese American. And she kind of has a similar traditionalist family in her own aspect that, so this is something that they both have in common, but yet it's in a different way. Nice. So there's a lot of representation, um, and I wanted that to be a big theme in this. And if some of my readers have been really happy about that um, because it's very different. It's it's unique. And I took ideas from like things like Virgin River and Hallmark, you know, very warm and cozy kind of romance. But then I kind of wanted to do something a little different and up okay. the ante a little bit. Okay. So um, my story, if you looked at a flame rating from one to five, it's most of these stories are falling from two to four. Mine's probably one of the higher ones at a four level. Um, it's very romantic, but it's very, there's a lot of chemistry and I, I feel like it's done in good taste. So I, I took all of those really sweet um, elements of a, of a nice, sweet romance story. And then I took some of the ones that borrowed from the more passionate romantic erotics, but didn't fall classified into that. Okay. And it was very important to me that I did that so that it could be done with um, finesse, if you will. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, I have a friend of mine. Um, I won't, well, people might know who I'm talking about, but I'll just say G. I'll call her G. Um, she is a very good romance writer. And I'm like, she she just was playing around and has this story. And I was like, you need to like be publishing books because this is what you, this is your gift. 
And she was like, oh, you know, she's always afraid to finish it. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for her to finish this thing for three years now. Oh, wow. But yeah. it's that good. It it's can every character, everything, everything in it. And my longest book took me 10 years to complete. So <laughs> did it really? I, I, I know that it, it happens sometimes. And and people ask, they're like, like these last few novellas that I've done. And, and like I said, I've got this one here now with this collection, but there's going okay. to be two more that I'll be involved in. And I can't really talk about them a lot, but I can tell a little bit. Right. Um, but anyway, that I wrote four novellas in the last, you know, three months to be in this. Okay. So, I mean, I, they've just, they came and they, and they were like, oh, okay, here's the idea and let's just go with it. And the flow was there. And I was like, okay, I'm going with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I have told people, I describe that when that happens to me as the writer's waterfall, because it comes like Niagara right. and it's just like, whoosh, and then it dries up. And sometimes it's just like, man, I'm only getting a trickle out of this stream right now. <laughs> I am trying so hard. And this story is like, and, and it will be, have been really good up until whatever point I meant that. Right. <laughs> water went out. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like these anthologies have um, definitely opened up something. Like I just came up with some really good ideas and I'm very excited about what's coming up next. Um, and I'm really excited about Frosted Dreams, especially for AL, because it's it's just nice to work with someone and then, you know, finally be able to get them the credit that they deserve. And, um, yes. you know, it's part of what I'm, I feel like is my mission in life is I've, I've been trying to break through all these barriers for myself. And it's kind of ironic because a friend of mine um told me that there's this Latin phrase that covers me. I can't think of the exact Latin words right now, but basically the gist of it is um, I will either find a way or make one. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, I, I wasn't just doing that for me. It's not just no. about me making it through. It's, it's paving a way and, and bringing other people that have the same ambition and dreams through that gate. And cause you know, those gates don't need to be there anyway. Yes. Well, you have a, a, an amazing backstory too. So that's the part that People don't understand that you can really do anything you want if you put your mind to it and it is your it's your calling. Uh, nothing can stop you, you know, so. Yeah. You know. And I mean, I'm I've come to the last few weeks, especially since the writer strike ended. Um, yes, I've had a few other opportunities that have come before me. Nothing has completely played out yet, and I don't want to like toot my horn before it's time. So I'm right. still kind of just holding back a reservation, but I've spoken to um two other producers about one of my screenplays and they loved it i have spoken to another production company that is interested in looking at some of my books for film acquisition rights yeah. uh, and so it's all of these things and i'm sitting here still praying to the creator above that and, i mean like i said i'm i feel like i'm at a stage right now honestly tanya where i'm standing at the gate right here i'm yes. right here and i know that i just need a few people to say yes Yes. And it's, it's, it's going to happen. And then once that happens for me, you know, I have every intention of continuing to write tons and tons of content that the, as much as they'll allow me to, and I have great stories and I have 14 years worth of concepts behind me already. So it's yeah. not like there's not a storehouse there. Right. Um, and I'm obviously constantly coming up with new, but I also want to help other people, mm. make it in, you know, like, is, is that why you started your business? Uh, well, I mean, I still got Infinity Creations and I'm going to continue to hold that where I'm going at right now. I'm happy with the way that things have progressed um, and I don't intend on abandoning it. I just I just don't know exactly how it's going to evolve in the future. I do know that some of the ideas that I have are um, I would like to become a bigger production studio if possible one day. So, yeah. Yes, that's a, that I found that's the power. Um, really producing your own thing is really the power because uh, you can write all day, but if people keep slamming the doors or if they only open them to certain people, then it just, it never and works so for you me. Make your own money. And that's basically, that's yeah. the, basically the hard part about it. Yeah. Is, I mean, I know that I have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of really great content and I, yeah. lots of people can look at it and be like, this is an amazing story, but without those investors willing to back it, mm -hmm. 
Yes. And, and ultimately, I mean, a lot of times we've we've seen this repeatedly, how many doors got slammed on so many greats before somebody finally said, wait a minute. And that was the person that made billions of dollars because they were the person that said, wait a minute, which proves yes. that most of those investors haven't got an idea what is actually going to sell. And, 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 you know, we've seen that consistently in Hollywood. I mean, people are constantly complaining about Hollywood, not having original ideas. There are thousands of authors, stories. like there, there is a plethora of content out here. It's out there. You're just not, you're not allowing it in, or you're being very, you know, specific, specific. And, and, and it's, it's, it's exclusive. It's exclusive. Right. It's very, I was going to say it's very exclusive. And if you know the history of Hollywood, um, and this is just brief, um, because it will play back around to what I'm saying. Um, people, uh, women used to run Hollywood at one point, and then they had the war. Um, that's how they got in, I believe, is because of the war. I, I, I was reading a story about this, and I forgot the French lady's name, Gil. I can't remember her name, but just look it up. Uh, the first woman, she did silent films, and she, and she did such a, uh, a great uh, return that the Wall Street guys were like, um, when the women, when the guys came back from the war, they basically was like, okay, we don't need women because before you were secretaries. That's what you can do in film. That's what that's all you can do. Uh, and and then the war happened. They were like, oh my God, somebody's got to take over because what are we gonna do? Like, and then the, so the women took over and they 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 were killing it. They were making it like amazing. Yeah. And so, um, at, but before that point, um, the guys on Wall Streets who were those big investors said, okay, you can make films, but we'll sponsor you. Like, we'll pay whatever you want. Just, we can't have no women writers, no women leads, and no no women. They can be secretaries. That's about it. That's why, if you go back and look at all the old movies, except for when that, uh, what's her name? I got to get her name because now it's going to drive me insane. Before we leave, I'll get her name. Uh, I forgot her name, French lady. She, was, she did the first uh, silent film, and it was very popular. Um, and I forgot her name. It keeps coming up, but I, I know, I know, it was, I know it was a woman. So you can go check it out, viewers, uh, yourself. Just put in the first woman um, who ran Hollywood back in the, I don't know, that's the 30s, 20s. I'm not sure what years. I don't have everything in front of me, but it's a fact. And um, and so what happened? The the way it got shady was because these investors said, well, um, these women are doing a little too good. And the men didn't have no jobs now when they came back from the war. So they were like, how are we going to get these men back their jobs? And how are we going to do this? They're making money. Let's, let's just strong home. Okay, we'll, we'll sponsor you. We'll pay anything you want. You can have Paramount. You can have whatever you want. But the condition is no women. And uh, they can't write. We don't want them as leads. And why do you think, like, uh, you, uh, you, now you Grant, is that his name? Uh, all the old actors were what? Men. John Wayne and, you know, such and such and such as back in the day, you had a couple like Baby Davises and uh, Melania Dietrich, whatever. Yeah, you had people. But I'm saying, look at most of the, the stars were about men. The main all- leads, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there was no women directing, um, doing anything on set. That was a wrap. She was like a secretary or assistant. And there that- were some women, I believe, that actually used male pseudonyms when they were screenplay writers because yes. of this. Yes, yes, there was a there was some. But but that what I'm saying to you now, how it applies now is that believe it or not, the same people are still running, uh, excuse me, running by paying for and sponsoring. And so their new thing is because you know, you know, we're very strong as a group of people, all of us, right? If everybody gets together, it's like, uh, what are we gonna do now? Nobody's gonna go watch your movies if we know that you're doing this to us, right? right. So now what they do is they say, Well, we you know, you need to hire more minorities and you need to hire more of this. So they did, but they tricked us. So instead of a minority, I can be not only black or Chinese or gay or blah, 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 blah. I can go on forever. I can be all those, but not the ones they really were supposed to be putting in there. So that's the trickery of it. And so a woman, yeah, she can do it if she do, if she's this way. You know, like there's all these little stupid rules. So if you make your own table, you're going to eat because right. I believe you always have an audience. You just have to find it. Now that's, that is the hard part, but why not go back to the wild, wild west days? I have no problem with saying, you know what? I don't got 10, 10 viewers today. It is what it is. I'm doing what I love and they're the 10 people are getting something out of it. That's all I care about. You know what I'm saying? Somebody left inspired. I don't right. care about the fame part. That's nothing. That's not a, 
that's not a condition of why I do what I do. And you don't write, I can tell because because we've gotten to know each other. You don't write because I'm going to be famous and I'm going to, that's just a sidebar. If it happens, great. You know what I'm saying? Good. I can reach more people, right? Right. But you write because it's in your bones. That's what you have to do, you know, because I, that's I, how you touch people. And that's what I feel like I was born to do. And, and so like, it's, I'm happy with my life the way it is now. If I, right. I mean, there are a few things that I would change, of course, but <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I'm happy with my life the way it is and being able to use my talent to pay my bills and, you know, keep me and my children fed and a roof over our heads. And that's, that's success to me. Now, if one of my stories gets sold and it does become a movie, that's my ultimate dream. And I would love that. But it's not because I want to be this flashy star on a red carpet. I mean, I'm more likely to be the, the writer in the cabin in the woods that you barely see, <laughs> you know, but everybody knows I'm the one that wrote it. That's that's more likely to be who I am. Right. Well, um, I'm glad um, writing is a thing because it is definitely a gift. Not everybody can do it. They think they can, but not everybody can do it. I believe when you find your calling, you stand by it, you stick by it, and you do it at all costs. That's that's it. Because your book, like to me, you know, I may not be into romance novels, so she may not be in, but somebody's escaping that five minutes of danger they've been in or that craziness they've been in. Somebody is escaping. I've seen people totally engrossed in these books. And I used to be one of them. I used to be like, yeah, because it was like, it's great to just, I, I know I'm not going to go climb Mount Everest, but yeah, I can have a mountain nation that I got stuck up there and the fine ranger found me, you know, right. I mean, you know, it happened. And for romance, I do a lot of romance because that's basically where I got my foot in the door. But um, not all of my stories are romantic. I have a lot of very different diverse types of stories and depending on which way you go if you're reading my screenplays or you're reading my short stories or my my books it's all very different right. so i tell people when they ask me well what genre do you feel like you write in and i'm like i'm not i'm not a multi-genre author and i i mean i'm not a, a genre author i'm a multi-genre author okay and right I, right I want to like I don't ever want people to think that I've pigeonholed myself into one right. place because right. if they do, then they're going to be surprised if the next thing I come up with, like my last book was a fantasy. This is a contemporary. Do you see right. what I'm saying? So like it's the diversity between what I can do and, and even with my style, I feel like I'm a master storyteller, honestly. Like, I feel like I can hit just about any genre there is and, and do it well. And because I've ghostwritten for so many different types of people and different types of content, I know mm -hmm. that's true. So I feel like, again, not to brag, mm -hmm. it's master storytelling because I can enter any medium and tell you a story and I can engage the audience and make it captivating and, and interesting. And I'm confident in that. Right. Well, that's, um. I mean... You know, when it comes to writing, I, th I think you should, if you're a writer, in my opinion, um, you should be able to touch upon any genre. I'm, and that's just my opinion. Now, I may be wrong, but I'm just thinking, like, if this is your gift, I could, it could be a poem. I could write a screenplay. I could write what a, a sitcom. I, and, and I may not have the structure down, you know, the first time I try something. Okay, that's fine. But the story will be there. Exactly. Um, and, and I can do that. I can do poetry, lyrics. I've done journalistic independent articles. Yeah. I've done all yes. kinds of things. But even like being a person who works with other ghostwriters too, a few of them have even talked to me and they're like, how do you do this? Like, I'm used to writing in third person. I don't know how to write in first person. And I'm like, if you can write in third person, you can write in first person. Exactly. It's very like, and, and, and somebody said, well, how? And I was like, well, here's the thing. Why don't you try this? Go ahead and write the first chapter in third person, right. then go back and change it and change mm -hmm. all the words to show if it were instead of they or or the person's name. Then you say I, me, and you describe it as first person. Right. And right. use first person, pre you know, tenses. And right. that's how you do it. And then one of my writers actually was like, it dawned on her and she goes, wow, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Now, because in your mind, you've already put this, this 
it, it's your mindset, really. You put this boundary of this is how I can write. I can't do that. You're a writer. Open your mind and you can. It's words. Yes. It's letters. You yes. put the words and letters together and you craft the material. Yes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the number one thing for, uh, for a writer uh, is? What, like the first thing you can think of is the number one thing for someone to start writing now. What's the number one thing? Okay, well, I mean, do you mean just like getting themselves up and starting to just produce writing, or do you mean actually getting their foot in the door and publishing? Just really just to start, because a lot of people procrastinate. Um, okay, well, the the number one thing to do is to decide that you're going to commit to, you know, even if it's word counts. And the way that I say that goes like this. Like if it's only like I was telling the other ghostwriter, why don't you do this? Do the first few paragraphs like this. Same thing. If all you can do is 500 words, mm -hmm. commit to that 500 words for five days in one week. Mm -hmm. Write 500 words every single day of that week. Just 500 words. Okay. Even if it takes you the whole day to do it. If you can only write one sentence starting at 6 a.m. and you can't get back, tell it till noon, but then you can write another whole paragraph, mm -hmm. your, your word count for that day is 500 words. Mm -hmm. Make that word count. The next week, double it so on and so forth until you're finally doing the Stephen King method, which is 2000 words a day, five days a week. Right. And then within five days, you have 10,000 words in four weeks. You have 40,000 words. Wait, for, so 40,000 words with 10,000 words. How many pages is that? That's about know? a 300 page book. Oh, really that much? Oh, see, I was, I, I calculated 40,000 words is actually a good chunk. Um, yeah. even like, uh, the, there are 10 stories in here and each one of the stories is 10 to 15,000 words. And wow. it look at how long it is. I mean, the actual page count number is, so uh, it's like a, that looks like a 300 pager. This Please. one is a little over 400. I was going to say maybe more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, um, and I only remember that because when I read Hannibal Lecter, um, it, it was that thick and I was like, Oh, I want to say it was like, something like three or 400 pounds, I don't know, something a bit thick. It was huge. And at first I was like, no way I'm going to read a book like this. I was done in three days. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good it was. Whoever <laughs> wrote that, my God, it was great. So, well, so, okay. So, because, you know, there's always somebody watching who wants to write, but not sure. And I think it was Shonda Rhimes who said, well, if you're a writer, you just write or something to that effect, she said. And, and I was like, wow, that's so true. Just do it. Like, there's no... This is a field that you don't even have to have a really a credential in. It's really the story you're telling or, the, or whatever you're writing that that's going to be yeah, important. Once you have learned the ability to read and to write, even in elementary school, we can see kids better authoring books. Yeah. I mean, I did it when I was in kindergarten. My first authored book, I wrote the illustrations and everything. It was called My Family. And it was, I was five years old and I was like, I just took construction paper and I took a stapler. I stapled the side. I used the tape. I used tape there, just bind, bind them. And I, I bound it all up and I made my pictures and then I wrote the story in it. And, yeah. and for the longest time, my dad had it. And, uh, you know, that was my first actual authored story. I mean, wow. self-published, I guess. <laughs> That's great. That is really great. I, I I mean you know when you're a writer because I same thing I used to tape the pick cut out um, or or if I didn't have scissors I rip out you know 12 pages or 50 however long I wanted my story and then I was like all right what am I going to talk about what's the thing here and then I just go and I take the tape and bind it until it all sticks yep. to the so it looks like a book you know the end of a book <laughs> it's crazy the things we do I tell you but uh, my first one was something with flowers flower in the box or something. I forgot the name of it, but I still have it actually. I still have the story. That's and I'm awesome. actually going to make it into a kid's book. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's one of those things that you, you really don't have to have any kind of formal education other than the base grammar education of learning to read and write. And then, and then it's application. It's with anything you do, it's mm -hmm. application. Once you have learned the skill set, don't ask yourself, can I write? Right. Can you write? Logically, you already know the answer. Yes, you can. So now the question shouldn't be, can I write? It's, do I want to invest the time? And then right. kicking your own butt into gear and doing it. Right. That's the hardest thing for most of us on yes. anything. Yes. Did you ever read um, The Artist's Way? No, I have not. 
So that book, that book is what got me to consistently writing. I mean, I, I started stand-up comedy like years ago. Um, so that makes you write 10 jokes a day, at least 20, whatever, however many. Um, so that's one thing, but that wasn't, that didn't do it for me. Uh, the Artist Way, this book was like, every morning you should get up and you should do, I think it was a page and just write about anything, just anything. It could be like, I'm looking at the walls and they're green and this is blue and that's, it could be anything. Because what happens is once you get that out, when you really go to write, now you're going to write the real stuff. Right. Because you, you got all the, uh, the, you know, the brain scatters out of the way. Um, but there's so many things in that book. The Artist Way. And Nzinga, I forgot her name. So forgive me, guys. But just look it up. The Artist Way. Very good book. Uh, it, it has inspired me to this day. Um, I try to live by it. There are days where I may go two days and I was like, you didn't write. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I wrote, but not write on my content, you know, what I'm supposed to be writing. I apologize. The train is going by and that's okay. how much I can do about that. That's um, okay. You know, I, that's another thing though. You, if you can't, like I said, do the 500 words a day for five days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Commit to that challenge and do that, but don't do it. Like if you know that this is the week you're having surgery, right? don't do that. <laughs> if this is the week that you're really feeling like you're just depressed or you're just not at your energetic high, don't commit to it at that point. Commit to it when you are in a space like, you know, we're just coming out of a holiday and right now, you know, people have had like four days where they didn't have anything to do and it should be a calm time most, you know, after the initial feasting, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good time to commit to something like that. And then, you know, maybe you can only do it for three days. And you're like, you know what? But I did my my 500 words for three days. Now I can't do anything for two or three days. But when you come back, you make up for what you didn't do. Mm. And, and, you know, you just you, you keep adding on. It's all about continuing the practice of consistency, mm. even if you do have to take breaks. And you do need to take breaks. If you just burn yourself out writing constantly all the yeah. time you are bound to meet those dry spells. Like that's because you can't pour from an empty cup on anything. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, so, so also on a different topic of the writer strike is over and the uh, acting part, I believe is over as well. Um, any new developments in the publishing world uh, based on that? I know about AI, they said something. So um, <clears throat> I haven't heard or seen anything really big differently with AI other than the fact that I know that chat GPT just ousted their CEO. Um, yeah. which, <laughs> I Why? Mean, I happened? That, but as far as like um, the, the, how it's, uh, you know, correlating to the publishing industry, I, I haven't really seen any real major differences except for, I will say that I know that shadow and bone and just got axed by Netflix, which, is a really, really, really big mistake. Mm -hmm. um, and the author had commented about that and that had been a thing that had been talked about in the publishing industry. And mm -hmm. some people are speculating that the reason why Netflix did that is because now the strike is over and they're gonna be looking at greenlighting a bunch of new projects. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. That's just a rumor in the industry. Mm -hmm. So some people think that, uh, and Netflix actually axed five series in the last week. Oh, um, really? Yes. See, I don't watch. I don't watch anything unless it's going to feed my brain anymore. Uh, so that's why I'm just. I, I got to go. I'll read up on that because I I need to know stuff like that. For who's that? I need to know uh, what's going on. Oh, yeah, that's um, it it was it was a really popular series, and I mean, mm -hmm. it was. I I don't I, I don't know why they chose to do that, but. Um, I do know that the author, you know, she discussed it a little bit in the public light about how most of us don't get to see our content even go that far mm -hmm. um, to be able to say that, you know, she saw her story come alive and that it was done justice. And she actually said she had no complaints about the screenplay writing or the mm -hmm. acting. It was one of the instances that is rare where an author can say it was all of my vision and more, okay. everything I could have ever hoped for. And, and mm -hmm. it was about to, I mean have its third season and they just cut it oh. off and it's really um it's really sad because it, it it is an awesome story other than that i haven't seen anything else related to the crossover between publishing and screenplay that might have something to do with the strike mm -hmm. um, i was thinking the ai because um i've seen a lot of books that i know were written by ai 
Oh, well, that's been an ongoing thing since well before. I I mean, the AI thing has been an issue. Um, And of course, Amazon did make a lot of places are doing this too, where you have to disclose if you use AI content. Um, They should, because I've seen it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair uh, because what happens is it's so, oh, I won't say that, but it's, it's kind of like, it's the cheat and it's okay. If you tell us, then that's fine. But because what, what happens is society will get used to these AI books. Right. And then when I go to write something, um, it, it, because it's not in that formatted robotic mind, now I'm wrong and my creativity gets shut out. Well, it definitely, it like, I, there are things that I can see that people are using AI for to build their businesses and I don't yes. agree with it. Um, but it, it's, it can't be copyrighted. And that's one of the biggest things that people need to understand. So if you, oh. go and you use an AI writing tool, it's yeah. already been, it's already been in a law, in a court of law, it's already been decided that you will not be able to claim copyright on anything that you used AI to create. Oh, see, that's what I, that's what I'm wondering. That's the part. So, like, so that's they can go out there and they can do this and they can get paid for the downloads that they're getting. But anybody can plagiarize their content. Anybody can steal it and do the same thing. Okay. okay. Or take it and put it through another AI and just regurgitate the content. And that's where the problem comes in. What you were just talking about is these are going to be people that are continually regurgitating content. And okay, so let's be real. There's 12 archetypes of storytelling. There is no story that hasn't already been told. Even the greatest directors and producers and writers have already said this. Mm -hmm. It's all about your ability to take the tropes or archetypes and respin them in your own unique way and add in your own elements and, and take things and move them around and do your own wizardry. But the elements for the ingredients are the same. All of the elements needed to make this cake, they're the same. Mm. How are you going to make the cake different is based on your own utilization of those things. Uh, so mm-hmm. when we're talking about literary devices and things like that, mm-hmm. how you use those and, and how you put them into play based on your writing ability and your own experience and your worldview is going to be what produces your content. And that's right. what's going to create your voice and become who you are as the author. Right. That cannot be emulated by a robot or a computer. Mm-hmm. They are meant to be programmed and they cannot be receptive to how coping situations are going to be in the midst of something. And so see, with being humans, we can say we're going to react one way if something's hypothetical, but until mm-hmm. it actually happens, we don't really know how no. we truly react. No. And so once we've been through something and we've seen how we reacted and how we learned from it and the experience has taught us, then as writers, we can take from that. And they say to write about what you know, right? Right. right. So that's what you do. And you take from that and that experience helps shape your story. A computer can't do that because they don't have experiences like we do. No. And they have no feelings. So that's another problem. I, that's, yeah. the, that's what I see wrong with their content. I can tell. I'm like, this is so, this was written by a robot. I can tell. Some, some of the, even, the ad, even some ads, some things that go on, um, especially when those drawings start, first started coming out. I said, what is that? They, people are weird. They just look weird. And, and now I find out they're not no artists. They got an AI to draw it. Yeah, it, it's, it, I mean, I think the AI apps, if you want to use them for your own entertainment, which I have done, I've taken some of my pictures and thrown them into them to see what they look like. That's one thing, you know, it's all, it's kind of like doing the filters fun and everything. Yeah. But yeah. that's a little different. There's just like trying fun. to go and use them to sell content when we know, first of all, you know, you can't copyright it. And secondarily, it, they, they didn't like, they didn't get authorial permission to start replicating the different types of styles that they're doing and Mm -hmm. so they really are stealing content from other people that are already out there who deserve to be paid for that and if they wanted to replicate their content it's Mm -hmm. one thing to want to do that but you need to go to those people and you need to ask for acquisition rights and you need to pay them and get their permission to do it right exactly that's that's uh, that's where the big uh hard part is coming in um getting them to pay for stuff um and there was another thing on that contract that I saw um, that was interesting, but that's that's pretty much in summary. That's that's it. I don't I don't like 
of the concept of AI. It is helpful. I see some people who have businesses and they've shown me how they use it. And I said, okay, all right. I mean, if that's going to save you 50 grand, why not, right? But for artists, for me, in my opinion, if you're using it for writing, uh, for screenplays, for movies, or for film, in the, in the creative context, I don't think it's appropriate. No, and I mean, if you test them out and you can test out different ones, you can, like, I've taken some of my content and plugged it in just to see what it would say about it. Right. You know? And then it will come back and it will say something and I would be like, okay, what do you think should happen next in this story? And I'll just see what it will tell me. Right. And I already know what I've already got outlined and exactly. developed what I'm exactly. doing anyway, but I want to see what it says. And then it will come back with the most ridiculous and i'd be like <laughs> i would never write something so and i don't want to sound rude but like stupid like right. it, it just sounds so ridiculously stupid yeah. like right no i totally get it yeah i i'm this well also i'm very big about people having organic jobs with benefits and if that's what they want um and um you know using your gifts to earn um so i'm very big like i'd like to go back to the wild wild west days the old you know punch and buggy days you know it's like oh, let's barter let's trade okay you know i can go sell my pies on the street we might not to. be far from them with the way the world is going lately. well I'm, I'm all for it i say let's go for it like you know you entertain on the street you know they got the speakers park in london over there you know um there's little things that i i really like that i like the organic uh, cre creativity, whatever that is. It could be whether you cook pies or have a store or whatever. It could be writing a book. Um, I just like that. I like that. And I think we're running so far away from it with our phones and with our social media that we're, and because even someone say, well, you know, if you do your show, you know, you got to have a social media. Because I was like, I think I'm going to close all my social media. She's like, well, what are you going to do? Nobody's going to leverage you. And I said, well, that's true. Nobody won't, but I don't care because I'll still be able to do it. I just have I just have to figure out how do I tap into my audience, right? Um, and it's weird. It will be weird at first because I think what we have is our egos, maybe, right? I, that's any human being. You know, if I had a part, dinner party for 10 and no one showed up, my feelings would be hurt, right? Right. So, so you can see it that way. Okay. We're all human, um, which is why we're all on doing selfies and stuff. So I, me guilty as charged. If we say, oh, that's so stupid. But I'm like, let me take this selfie. Let me see what this is like, right? You want to feel good about yourself. Everyone yeah, knows. We're human. We're human. But but I don't want to be relying on all these things. I want to just be able to go sit in the log cabin and write with a paper and pen and then go put it in the computer. I don't want to have to put it only on the computer. I don't like that. I never liked it. And I'm still not a fan. I, I like to buy my composition notebooks and then write my stories and then go put them in. Someone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, you don't understand. That's I my mean, process. That's your process. Exactly. And then the, no two writers have the same process. That's another thing. And people ask that all the time. What's your process? And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to just to describe your process to someone else. <laughs> right. um, because like to them, they're like, this is madness and but to you it's organized chaos and you're like you know you get it and you understand that this is what works for you to be able to produce and it may not work for someone else at all no no because it a the, the way i do it would definitely be wasting a lot of time but but that's to everybody else for me it's everything because that's how i develop my characters either on a, a long hour or two hour walk or when i'm literally with an empty book and say okay so this was right. And well, who is she? Well, what would she do in this? And what's the plot? And what's the thing? Like I sit and that's what that's my process, but I need to write it out because I need to hear it. And then I say that makes sense. Okay, now I can put it in the computer. So it's it's a lot of time, but I like it because that's my editing um method in a way. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's my your developing phase. Yeah, because I, I you can come up with I mean, I wrote a book in two hours for some for kids, you know what I'm saying? In two hours, but that's because um, I was, you know, I walked, I was walking for two hours and I had, you know, I was just ready. Everything was there. Boom, boom, boom. I went and knocked it out. Um, but, but I like to write first because that's just me. Most people will never do that. They'll be like, that is a waste. You just killed like three hours. And I'm like, that's true. But I need the three hours because that's my internal editing system 
for the next whatever phase I got to do with the book. Or but it's a waste of time if it helps you with the production in the end either. So like there was something that I learned in, in school and it was um, talking about refilling your creative pot. And basically it, the gist of it was, you know, maybe you do need to go for a walk for three hours in order to be able to get more inspiration brought into yourself or to recenter or to meditate, whatever it is that you have to do in order to get your creative energy at the place where you're Zen enough to produce. Exactly. It's something that you have to find the time to do. And if other people say, oh, that's a waste of time, that's proof positive of everybody's process is different because it's not a waste of time. It is right. actually you investing your time into doing exactly what I said in the beginning, which is finding the time to do the writing to just do the writing that's it's never wasted time as long as you're doing that it right. might take you longer but it's still not wasted time no i don't think it's waste um and i'm standing by my guns because that's just my process everybody's different um i commend people that can just get on the computer and be like da, 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 da. and it's like but don't you need to like look at something to see what it looks like before you that's just i'm a visual learner maybe that's why i don't know but i i need that um and when i teach um young people about writing for whatever it is, whether it's poetry, whatever it is, I also tell them, don't go by what everybody else is doing because that'll jack you up. That'll yeah, jack you. I have a author friend um, who does a lot of author tips on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, she actually has a, it's called Just the Tip, author tips for authors. Mm -hmm. um, and she just, she gives lots of different ones. And she recently recommended a book called, um, I believe it is uh, writer. You need to quit. Mm. And she said, now the title of course is a little off putting at first. Cause it's writer. You need to quit. But she goes, but if you go and you read it, it's actually a book that's talking about all these things that you need to quit doing to yourself that, that end up putting those kind of mental caps on you. Like I can't do this or I can't do that, or I need to be doing this, or I need to be doing what so-and-so is doing because that's how mm -hmm. I'm going to be the next, you know, Stephen King. Right. You know, I'm going to tell you this straight up. No two authors. You get 10 authors in a room. Mm -hmm. None of them are going to have the same story to publication. Nope. All of them are going to have their own journey and it's all going to be different. And it's all going to be based on their experience and what they went through and how they got through the hard work of the craft and then got to where they are today. And everybody's journey through that is no unique. Yes, and that's what makes it, it all so juicy and great because you don't know what you're getting. You don't know. I pick up a book from you and it's like, oh, somebody else, ah, somebody else, ah, you, you know? So you don't know. That's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of books to me um, or any writing is that when they pick it up, you don't know. You don't different know. effects, different mm -hmm. effects. Mm -hmm. so, so, um, so the book is out now. Um, it actually, you can get this paperback now, um, okay. but the official release for the ebook is actually December the 4th. December 4th. Okay. Yes. Where can they, where can they get it? They can get it on Amazon and I think it will be in Kindle Unlimited. Um, it's on pre-order right now. Okay. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I have something here for where to find you at the summary. Um, this the anthology. Which one was this? My book, DW Anthology. Was that um, that's, that's the darkness one? That's the darkness one. Yeah, I was looking for your other. Well, these are all your handles. Yeah, I don't have that one. It okay. should be um for for Snowden. It should be mybook dot two forward slash node dot two. Two is in TWO or t yes. number. Yes, TWO. TO. Um, I don't know if I can put it in the chat box, maybe. Oh, okay. I was Let's just, see. Okay. Might be able to put it in the chat box here. Yeah. Um, there we go. I see it. Let me see. All right, guys, I'm going to put it up here for you. Give me a second. Uh, copy link. I don't know if I did that right. Let's see. Hmm. Comments. Put it in the comment chat. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, so um, there we go. The book will be out December 4th. That is exciting. Um, and what, uh, so how do you, do they do like a book signing for that? How do you, how do you do that when it's uh, many authors? 
Um, well, I mean, we're having some digit. We're having a big, uh, sorry, we're having a blog tour right now, a blitz blog tour. And basically, um, all of the authors are posting different content on their socials, but then we're going to be having on December the, the 5th mm -hmm. in a reader group, which is Sirens of Simery on Facebook. We're mm -hmm. having a um, release party and there will be 15 different authors in attendance. Mm -hmm. And basically what will be happening is from noon, noon central time to 7 PM central time mm -hmm. um, for, I think it's 30 minute slots. Each person will come on for 30 minutes and they will share different works and giveaways and, you know, just do interactive author games. And we're kind of doing that. Uh, we're not doing any sit down um, book signings, though, together or anything like that. Okay. OK. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that works when it's many authors, because that would be time consuming and it would be uh, it could be costly. Yeah, we're doing instead of being able to do that, we're doing the book launch party. And then we're also doing a giveaway bash, which takes place in another one of the authors groups, uh, Shelly Rose Warren reading royalty on Facebook, I believe it is. Okay. Um, and in that one, it's only going to be the main authors that are in the anthology. Um, mm -hmm. There will be 10 of us and each of us will have a giveaway because that's a giveaway bash. Um, wow. So that we're going to be doing that and there will be lots of, you know, free books and things like that. And, um, of course the ability to interact with the authors as they're there during their takeovers. And that's December 5th, December 5th and December the 8th. And you can find out all about those events by going on my Facebook or my Instagram. Okay. I have posts yeah. about them up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll go that. good. All right. So that's good. Um, well, how has, um, the writing world been since everything's back from the pandemic. I know it's been a while, but um, is there any been any slowdowns or anything or things have picked up? I feel like I've been going steady since the pandemic. I went, you know, completely all, I guess, all eggs in, if you will, um, whenever I decided to start doing Infinity and, and taking on ghostwriting clients and expanding that. Mm -hmm. And um, that was how that I was able to continue to make it through the pandemic. And it has only continued to expand and flourish. And I mean, I feel like I've actually done better since the pandemic hit than I ever did before it happened. Okay. Uh, I think right. that, that probably has a lot to do with the fact that people were quarantined. And now, even though we are back in action where we can have social events and stuff, I feel like the dating scene even plays in on that as a lot of people stay home now. I mean, they've just yes. naturally been more inclined to just stay in home now. It's easier. Yeah. Honestly, it's right, way easier. And I don't have to worry about, you know, anything, uh, you know, there's just so uh, much chaos in the world and there's just so yes, much that too. Out. Oh, forget about that. Huh. Watching yeah. your shows on, on your streaming and reading your books. And I mean, even being able to just order DoorDash, a lot of people would prefer to do that. And, uh, I think that that's definitely made um, the book industry boom more in my in my experience. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I would think so because a lot of people are still. In, uh, that's, I'm surprised they didn't drop at needing more content, especially in film. So Netflix and all those people, they actually need people, good writers and good stories, um, because they, you just can't get enough. Because some people are decided, I'm just going to stay home uh, when I can, and I don't need all the other stuff. Even, I mean, who watches cable TV anymore? Most people have streaming. They have, you know, a Roku or something, or right, they just right. watch something on their YouTube premium or whatever. Right. They can, yeah. You know? yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any cable. I don't have, I have a TV, but I don't, I don't ever turn it on because it doesn't have cable. So it's pointless. I make a watch YouTube or something, but right. that's, it's all pointless to me. I'd rather be writing. Uh, and if it's something that important, then I'll, then I might um, go to my friend's Netflix account or something like that find something if it's if it's picture enough you'll yeah. find a way to watch it but otherwise yeah. yeah if it's somebody i support i'm going all out yeah i'm gonna do right it. i but feel anyway. that way too like i like there's movies that i'll 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 go to the movies to see but then otherwise mm -hmm. i don't need to be at the movies all the time no right. no I, especially now I, when i went to the last movie i went to it was so dead in there i don't even know it's it's seated at least it looked like 500 and i can count there was maybe like 25 people. Yeah, they're definitely. I was like, yo, what's going on? So now I felt weird being in there. I was like, why didn't anybody else come? So. 
right. You know, but uh, but then I said, you know, I'm not having any fear anymore either. I'm just going do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And Enjoy your life. Chips, yeah. Let the chips fall where they may, because uh, there are people out here who that's their gift, and so we got to support them when we can. If they're good gift, you know, if they're good doing good. Why not? I'll support them. You know. So. Right. Um, and so what else is going on? So your book, so the, the group is on the 5th and the 8th. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Um, have you have you seen, a, uh, do you interact a lot with your fans? I'm always active in my reader group. I mean, there's things posted in there all the time. And okay. I try, like, I can tell you who my number one fan in the world is. I know her <laughs> name and she's in Scotland. And Oh, you should, you should give her a shout out. First name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Nikki, hi. Um, hi, Nikki. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it, she, she's been reading me ever since uh, my first books got published on the market and, and has wow. just stayed with me. And she interacts with me um, all the time. And anybody else, like I try to stay open to people being, I mean, I am particular about who accesses me in some ways, right. but for the most part, like if you come in my reader group, as long as you're not acting like a troll and you're being normal, cool person, yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about writing. I'll talk to you about my books. Or I'll talk to you about music, whatever you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, uh, I think it's important to interact when you can, not that can't always happen, but when you can, I think it's important to interact with fans. Um, those are your handles, which are look like they might be bunched up together, are they? But in other words, you'll be able to see she, she's on Facebook, um, TikTok, uh, Instagram. It's Simery uh, or Simery Johnson everywhere. I mean, if you if you Google it, um, you'll find me. I'm I'm sure of it. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so you guys know, and you guys know, you can always inbox me anytime you can't remember whatever was said, or if it's not in the chat, um, I'm always here to. Um, you know, pass uh, Arthur's information or any guest information on. Um, but thank you so much. Any any last any last requests <laughs> that tell people before um, they leave? Any word for for our viewers or a writer that can inspire them uh, or make um, them want to get the book? I mean, I tell everybody that my personal quote is, "I'm just a woman with a dream and a pen," and that was mm -hmm. where I started, and here I am now. So, like, and I mean, also, ninety percent deaf woman. Um, <laughs> Right, you said and, that. That's right. And the reality is, writing can open the door for anyone who decides to apply themselves to using mm. it. Mm. Wow, that is great. So, uh, so for my viewers, thank you so much for taking time to watch. Uh, and I hope you heard that that part. That if that's what you want to do, do it like Nike. Because at our show site, we pretty much—I mean, I only do it because I figure like somebody is out there who needs to be inspired doesn't want like me doesn't want to watch television doesn't want to put into those other kind of medium sources i just don't do it um uh so we hope that we inspire somebody that's always our goal and right. and that they get you know that there's you go get your book as well uh snowed in it's looking juicy i've been reading a little bit of it it's looking very juicy um if you're well, one of those <laughs> snuggle, it's snuggle up weather with the hot chocolate by the fireplace mm -hmm. weather yep yeah, yeah so it's yep. on yeah. So thank you. And um, let us know if you have anything else coming out. Uh, we'd be happy to support you. We love you. And we think you're fabulous. Um, well, and your viewers. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And I might come back around April of next year because that's when okay. I should be having another book out. Oh, that's when it comes. Okay. So good. So we'll, we'll, we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. Uh, so guys, let me see who's up here in the chat. I just want to say thank you to you all. Uh, Joe, and uh, I see you. I can't see you guys on YouTube. I'm sorry, but I want to thank you, um, size viewers. I know some of you are size. I appreciate you for taking the time to watch. I hope you'll share the video. Sisley, uh, that's your, that's yours. Sisley, uh, yes, I saw that a comment about bone, uh, shadow and bone. Uh, who else? And Grandma Norma, thank you. I see you always supportive. I love people. And Susan Chadwick, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, and I can't see some, there's a couple of things twitch. I can't see either. So I apologize, but we appreciate you. Yes. Uh, and um, more importantly, go get the book snowed in Cy Marie Johnson and others. Well, when I, if, so if I go to get snowed in, it says everybody's name on there. Look, there it is. Thank you. There you go. guys. See, that's what the book looks like. It says various authors on here, but right. um, okay. if you actually 
if just type in Snowden, a Hydra Productions online holiday collection, it will come up. The first mm -hmm. author on the collection is Lucy Ravens. Okay, so uh, so that's it. Okay, good. So you guys make sure you, if you can, get the book. Uh, can they download it too as a, what do you call it? It will be available on ebook on December the 4th. So next okay. Tuesday. Not this okay. one coming up, but next week, Tuesday. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. So you guys go get it. Uh, and because it's holiday time, buy it for a gift for somebody who know that loves to read and likes those romance stories. Because um, I'm sure they're going to enjoy this one. Yeah, especially right. if they like holiday cozy Hallmark type stories with maybe a little bit of a notch on the heat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you very much. I appreciate you. And um, hang out for a minute while I say goodbye to everybody. Bye, guys. We will definitely see you next week. And I appreciate you uh, all for who's been really riding with us. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.